Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And this podcast is powered by Rival Digital, which is a full-service digital marketing agency for HVAC contractors. What's going on, everybody? Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Service World Expo 2021. It's coming up from September the 21st through the 24th in Louisville, Kentucky, and you guys are not going to want to miss this conference. It is going to be the conference of the year. Trust me, there's going to be over 2,000 contractors there. There's going to be dozens and dozens of partners and other vendors there. There's going to be breakout sessions, workshops, and some special keynote speeches, and you're going to walk away with the knowledge and the insight that you need to grow your business in 2022. So if you want to learn more, head over to serviceworldexpo.com and register today. I'll see you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Thomas, and I am the host of the show. And today we are joined by Deb Weiner and Bart James from ACA. Thank you guys for joining us. Eric, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So we're going to go one at a time here and do some introductions. Uh, Bart, why don't you go ahead and start? Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and a little bit more about your role at ACA. Absolutely. Eric, thanks again for for having Deb and I. Um, Bart James, president and CEO of the Air Conditioning Contractors of America, um, National Trade Association for, uh, you know, America's HVAC contractors. So it's our pleasure to represent contractors around the country on Capitol Hill and states and all the other kind of exciting things that we get to do for for our members. That's awesome. Short and sweet. I like it. Deb, <laughs> can you go ahead and tell everyone about yourself? Sure. So my name is Deb Weiner. I am ACA's Manager of Communications and Strategic Partnerships. And I work with our corporate partners um, on making sure they're getting in front of our members and also working on making sure that we have fun conversations with people like you, Eric. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, being on the show with me today. Uh, This is an episode that I've been honestly striving to have for a while now uh, because I feel like we've been going after contractors and and interviewing so many contractors, which is great to get their perspective. Um, But we're always striving to put out content that can further benefit our listeners. Um, And so this is going to be a special episode because we're going to be hearing um, from both of you about – kind of a different side of the industry that we don't typically get to cover on the show. So, um, Bart, I I know you just mentioned that you all are the uh, official trade association for um, heating and air conditioning. So tell us a little bit more about what that entails and then what you all do on Capitol Hill uh, when you get to represent the trade. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're kind of nuts and bolts. So those familiar with the trade association, we're we're the voice of, of contractors. We hopefully we're representing our members, but we represent the the industry as a whole. But all contractors, and hopefully we're turning them into ACCA members. Um, for for your listeners, I think that'll probably resonate with them. With most recently with COVID, which is still on all of our minds. But early on, um, the term essential was something we didn't think of. We all thought 
part, our, our work was essential, but come to find out it wasn't. And that was ACCA's laser focus there for a while to, to go after and get that recognition so contractors could work and they didn't have to worry about the liabilities associated with being out there and truly being essential. Um, I believe that's probably what we accomplished. We had over 6,000 people join us, so our members and supporters and their teams weigh in on that on Capitol Hill. Um, it was with Congress, but it was also with the administration, uh, which happened to be uh, my neighbor that was running that at the time, the cybersecurity that was making those decisions. But it took us three rounds to get through that, and then many of the states followed it. So that's kind of one of our most recent uh, sources of pride. I mean, there's all kinds of, of great ones. I come from a government relations, kind of advocacy background, served as a political appointee um, in the Bush administration and, and, and worked for a member of Congress for a, a decade. Um, so that's near and dear to me. And it's, it's really at the heart of what many associations do is kind of that behind the scenes work. It doesn't pencil out for an individual to do by themselves. Um, and it takes the support of, of members and sponsors and all to, be, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Awesome. So what is the primary benefit or, or the most you know, important benefit of being a member of ACA as a contractor? Deb, you want to hit this? I know you get to talk to people from both sides absolutely, all the time. Absolutely. So first and foremost, ACA sets the standard. It sets the industry standard. So our manuals are the go-to manuals that contractors follow Um, when doing a quality installation. So education is key when it comes to ACA membership. We offer ongoing classes, educational webinars, technical training, um, study guides for different types of certification. So that's a great resource. Other additional benefits of membership is, you know, Bart touched on our advocacy efforts. We take our advocacy a step further than other trade associations. It really is something that we are passionate about and making sure that we're representing contractors on Capitol Hill in the best possible way. Um, Also, when it comes to ACA membership and what we're able to offer, we have all these different networking opportunities. And it's not even just through our events. So our fall meetings, as you know, um, that you are going to be at, we're excited to have you in November, November 1st through the 4th. You know, we have those live in-person networking events, but we have a very active contractor forum for our members to participate in those very important conversations. And You know, yes, there are HVAC social media groups, but what's really special about the Contractor Forum, it's a safe place. It's not for everyone to see. Um, It's very engaging and in smart conversation, honestly, about what's going on in the industry. And we also have our mixed groups, which is a step above just your traditional networking. It's ACA members that want to really, really um, put the time and energy in to network with industry peers and to help their businesses grow. So lots of just lots of different stuff that we offer. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you on the like the social media groups. I feel like there are a lot out there. Everyone's trying to get their piece of the pie. Mm-hmm on social media and get their little, their little tribe following them. And yep. 
those can be good. I, I've seen them used for good, especially on like Instagram where people yeah. use them for good to like just show you some of the like behind the scenes work and some of the stuff mm-hmm. they've overcome. But it definitely it definitely can get out of hand when people are on there displaying poor workman poor workmanship or or things that just aren't mm-hmm. up to standard and and there's even some where it's almost like a joke page where they're showing bad installations and stuff and you know it's it's all funny and, and funny games to poke at but at the same time it, it is good to have a real place that um is like the go-to source i guess you Absolutely. could say uh, the source of truth um for everything related to the uh the heating and air conditioning industry and it's message board style so it's very easy for an ACA member to go on the message board and actually to search for a topic or a subject to see if other contractors have asked the same questions and actually follow a thread to see how everyone has weighed in on a certain topic, mm-hmm. which is obviously d- different from social media because you could have something that's posted today and then tomorrow you know, you're not necessarily going to find what you need and it's not easily searchable. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the fall meetings, I know that you were just talking about that and I want to uh, plug that for sure because we will be there, uh, which I'm very excited about. Uh, (laughs) We are going to be at booth number 20 right next to train. Uh, So we're really excited about that, and is I just want to know, is there still time for people listening to register? Oh, absolutely. Um, little plug here, acafallmeetings.com. Okay, acafallmeetings.com. <laughs> and so so for those listening who may be thinking about going, because, you know, there, there was a break from the in-person events for a while, and um, I know people are ready to get back Mm-hmm. to the fall meeting. So what can they expect from this meeting? Deb, I'll, I'll let you hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, uh, oddly enough, this will be Deb's. Will this be your first? No, this will be my second. I've actually been with Aka. Oh, we were with Dayton. We were there together. In right. Okay. So I've been with Aka for two years now. And what should be my fourth event is actually my second event. Oh, wow. um, but you know, we have a great lineup of speakers. Our fall meetings is split into two different tracks. The first track is our office and operations manager forum. And so that's November 1st through the 2nd. And then the second track is our service managers forum. And that's November 2nd through the 3rd. Um, So, you know, obviously we have crossover programming, but we really offer something for everyone. You know, a lot of times people think of an HVAC trade association and we're catering to the business owner, we're catering to technicians and installers. But really, we have things that everyone that works at an HVAC company can benefit from. And that also is their office staff, their their salespeople. Um, So our, our sessions are definitely geared towards different audiences. So first half, office, second half, service managers, strongly suggest checking out acafallmeetings.com for the full lineup. Awesome. That's acafallmeetings.com. And it's, it's right there in the comments if you're listening. Uh, and then if you're listening to this later on in Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, we will put that link in the show notes. 
Bart, Eric, I believe I you're could, about to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to piggyback on what what Deb was hitting on there. But one thing, and I, I should have mentioned in, when we talked about kind of ACA and our, our history, but as you know, many of us know ACCA or ACA from our residential side of the industry. But what it's probably more of a secret than it should be, but over 40% of our members are commercial contractors. My father-in-law is one of those. Our current senior vice chairman is one of them. They range in size from smaller operations to ones with over a thousand employees. So, um, our meetings have a great mix of that. So if you're looking to make those connections, Deb mentioned our, our mixed group program. It's a great place to, to do that and have the networking and start making those early connections to become a part of a mixed group. But I just wanted to, to mention that for people listening is, again, you know, we're doing the, the residential, the commercial, the refrigeration side of, of, of all of this. So there's a great place for, for someone to, to find those connections. Yeah. It makes sense for commercial people to also um, – to be in an association like this, especially because a lot of commercial jobs are government buildings, um, you know, or, or any, some type of work you got to put like an RFP out for, or you got to bid on. Um, and it's probably best for them to be able to know all the codes and all the regulations and laws and stuff that go around all that. So is that kind of what, um, they can benefit from if they're joined as a, uh, as a commercial contractor? Well, that, that's one aspect of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think the full gamut. We've on the commercial side, we've been we've had some home runs. We talked about essential for the industry, mm-hmm. but we worked on immediate expensing of commercial HVAC equipment on on Capitol Hill. And uh, for many commercial contractors, they've seen some of the best quarters and then gear that they've ever seen, despite COVID. That was something. So the the last tax update we had, but again, that took us fifteen years of work behind the scenes to do that from that that was from the time the first piece of legislation was introduced um so it's a long you know a long process to do that but those have huge impacts on the industry uh, from the manufacturers to the distributors to the contractors and even the consumers so we work closely with cpas and accounting firms to make sure people are aware of that and are, are leveraging it and from all indications it's worked really really well yeah so, you, you went from 39 and a half years for your expensing to immediate. Um, we were hoping for, you know, going into it, a 15, a more realistic time frame for kind of the life cycle of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, you know, I guess after a lot of work, people decided that immediate was the way to go to get to kind of spur that economic input. Yeah. So, so going back to something you'd said kind of about like the really the future of the industry, um, I'd love to touch on just some of the, the things that you all are seeing in the industry right now uh, and then maybe just get your perspective on it because it seems like a lot of a lot of our guests recently we've been uh, we've been talking about the labor shortage we've been talking about equipment shortages we've been talking about inflation um, so what are some of the things that you all are seeing um, either in your organization or on Capitol Hill uh, in regards to some of those um, those topics? I mean, I mean, you you led with the with the right one. I mean, everyone's dealing with the the workforce challenges, the shortages. I just got off the phone with you know our board chairman, and you know he's down six uh, service techs. 
And, you know, so that's, you know, you add that to the supply shortages that they have and, you know, not being able to get coils and thermostats and, you know, whole, you know, they have whole lines of equipment that they can't get at all. But this, just the, the workforce and more importantly, the skilled workforce, having people, we have schools that aren't producing the quality. We did a, a survey of our members looking at that a few years back is actually almost five years now. So we'll be redoing that again, but we haven't changed that. The schools aren't producing the quality students that are not producing the volume. Um, and then you add the, you know, the complexities of, of COVID and what that's done of kind of getting people back into the fold. Um, despite, you know, them being able to work throughout it, those, those challenges have only been exacerbated mm-hmm. um, where we, we don't have the, the people. And then you look at the kind of the aging workforce that this industry has um, as well. It's a, it's, it's truly a perfect storm. Um, and sadly it's leaving the, the consumer um, not getting what they're they're paying for. They're not getting the quality equipment. They're not getting the quality installation they should be because of the the challenges. And you add consumer behavior of ninety percent of installations, you know, not happening to the point of breakdown. Um, and it's anyway, it's 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 something that um, we don't have the answers for, but we got a lot of tools to help with it. And we actually were recognized internationally. Deb, you want to hit on that? I mean, our, our, our toolbox, as we say, to, to help people and, and get in front of the schools and start earlier. We can't look at high schools. We've got to get you know mm-hmm. ahead of it before then. Yeah, absolutely. So ACA has a very robust um, workforce section of the ACA website. So we have tools and resources for contractors to download and actually use as recruitment tools and start the conversations early, get out in your community, talk to the local high schools, even honestly talk to the junior high kids, let people know that this is a profession that should be considered. A lot of times people just, they just don't have it on their radar. Um, And we have won an award, um, uh, The Power of A Award, sorry, it's the Power of A Award, and it's through the Association of Associations, and we won an award talking about our workforce um, development and initiative um, campaigns that we do. So we do have resources available, strongly encourage, again, go to the ACA website. Some of the resources are available to non-members. A lot of them are available just for members. And we're also working with a lot of our corporate partners to promote even their workforce programs. Um, Carrier, they have a wonderful program called Tech Up, and it's to help inform people about the different job opportunities. And they have a lot of great resources as well as a lot of our, our other partners. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome that you all have tools available readily for, um, primarily for members, but also for non-members as well. Um, so, so what, I guess, I know you said, Bart, that you all don't have the answers obviously to this. Um, but what are just some things that, you know, without, you know, giving away the, the secrets of the, the, the proprietary stuff that members get, what are some things that contractors can do to help find, you know, better technicians? Oh gosh! I mean, it's kind of kind of endless. I mean, I think your yeah. your community is where you where you start. You know, being a you know being the trusted place for people to go, not just for service, but a place that people want to have their children work and know mm-hmm. that whether they're interning and that leads to a job, and then just continually being that 
that drum beat out there that this is an industry to be proud of and be part of that's, you know, it, that you can make a great living at, that you can turn into a business owner. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's that pride that we have, but we, it needs to be stronger and it needs to be something we consistently do all the time. So our, our manager of HVAC education, Matt Aikens, um, he said something to me that has just always stuck with me where he said that you could recruit a great technician anywhere where if you are out and about, you're at a store, you're at a restaurant and you come across someone who is offering wonderful customer service and they're just on the ball about things that use that as an opportunity to start a dialogue about, Hey, have you considered a career in HVAC? And a lot of times they haven't, but you could just go about your daily life and come across someone and say, have you thought about looking into this as a career? Mm -hmm. Have you heard uh, of contractors doing that and it being successful? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some, some contractors out there. I can, you know, think of ones that we get exposed to and you hear their story that they have a relationship with the schools and the teachers and and parents and they truly are i mean they're a rolling billboard with their you know with their vehicles and the relationships they have every home they're in but it's there's some of them that that really do a great job and see that as part of their future and the success of the business and as well as the entire industry mm-hmm. and so, there's Oh, I, I was just, just going to say they make the time. I know people yeah. are busy, but we have, you know, we are blessed for this industry usually, usually having some slow seasons or, or portions of the year and they leverage that, um, you know, much like getting, you know, kind of control of your warehouse and some of the space and inventory. They view this as an important part of what they need to do to, to look after the future. And we have seen contractors who, you know, they offer their own apprenticeship programs because they want to make sure that the education and training is done right. There's been incentive programs where, like, honestly, um, they they pay the they they pay people to go through their program, and there's like a guaranteed job at the end of the program. So they make it very accessible, and they make it they present it in a way where, like, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. Well, so, so Deb, outside of some of the educational stuff um, that members can receive, um, what are some other, what are some other benefits of becoming, you know, either uh, a member or a a corporate partner Mm -hmm. of ACA? Um, So outside of the benefits, I mean, really the events are a wonderful tool. Obviously, We did not meet for quite some time because of COVID for in-person events. Uh, But, you know, we adapted. We did virtual events. We actually did a virtual manufacturer leadership forum where we had a residential one and then we had a commercial one. We had a great turnout for both of them. And, And really, you know, our events, it's an opportunity to network. It's an opportunity to continue to learn. And it's an opportunity even to just meet your ACA people in person. Yeah. We're always happy to help. And yeah. some of those things, I, I the, the call that I had earlier, um, Brian Stack is our board chairman's name out of Avon, Ohio. But talking with Brian earlier, 
Um, he was telling me that he attended our um, codes and coffee. It's a new concept we have. We're we're very involved, as you hit on Eric, in, in the code space. It aligns with the you know the technical part. You, know, you have to have the two match up. And um, David Bigsby leads the charge for us on that and does a wonderful job. But David and several other members of our team were hosting the codes and coffee today, and um, Eric's going to use that for all of his his tech team to go back for them to listen. So the timing wasn't great, but we record those and it'll be available for them to go back. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, we do so many of those things and sometimes we forget about it. I mean, the, our interest in doing Codes and Coffee was more just to make sure our members understood the code process and kind of demystifying and also helping them understand that they could really be an important part of it. Um, and they have to be vigilant there on the on the state side of it as well, where there's that implementation side is very different than where it is at the the ICC level. Um, but anyway, it's it's neat to hear that and kind of be reminded of things that we forget that you know the discussions there. Those had to get in; those got into the transition to flammable refrigerants and the changes in cylinders and and all. But it's to, to help techs get ahead of that, and then you see some of the like. T- Today or yesterday was a big fine that came out from from Albertsons, the the um, grocery store chain, mm-hmm. just in California, but where they weren't handling their refrigerants properly mm-hmm. and weren't doing things. But you know, I think it was a five million dollar fine. Wow. Um, so it's you know that there's there's things happening where people need to pay attention and and learn from others of what's kind of coming your way, whether it's coming from California around or if it's coming from our neighbors to the North and Canada, just changes that are happening in this industry. We need to be ready for. And ACA, I think really does a great job. And I'm not just saying this because I work for, for ACA, but I think ACA does a really great job of keeping our members informed. Sometimes we might send out too many emails in a week, but, you know, we're, we just want to make sure that our members are aware of what's going on in the industry. We're on top of the cutting edge news and we just want to make sure that everyone is, is fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. Doesn't ACA also have a, uh, like a podcast or something like that as well? It's to come. Um, stay tuned. So- that was baby. It is my baby. So we have not launched it yet, but it is coming. So stay tuned. Well, if you need a, uh, a guest for the podcast, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Consider uh, it on. Yeah. All right. Everyone look forward to hearing my voice, not only on this podcast, but also on the ACA podcast. <laughs> you, you know how to do the ask like, and put me on the spot for everyone to hear and hold yeah. me accountable. You're good. Well, you know, you, you had told me you were going to put me on the spot, and I figured I'd beat you to it. So <laughs> there is my window of opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So will that podcast be readily available for anyone uh, anywhere or just for members? Um, so it will be available anywhere and for members. So we're going to do all of the regular channels and Spotify, Apple, uh, basically everywhere where you can listen to the rival digital podcast. We'll be on the same platforms. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. And and I will say that setting up that all those streams to that's such a grueling process. Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty bad. It was, it's my least favorite part of starting a podcast. Um, but yeah, so, that's, that's awesome. So uh, non-ACA related, but related to podcast. So my first career was in radio and I am a tech geek at its at the core. 
of when it comes to like all things recording and editing. So I look forward to setting everything up. <laughs> yeah. It, my, it's my probably fancy easier headphones, than my, my, my fancy headphones that I have, I don't know if they're fancy, but <laughs> Deb said they were a must have. And I, you know, had yeah. this brand. And so when she sees someone else with a certain type, she always notes it. And, yeah. That's hilarious. So, that's funny. You, yeah. you dorked out recently on a microphone that somebody had. Oh, I think I did. Well, yeah. No, absolutely. So yes, I, I, you know, this is fine. This does the job, but it was I, what Ed had our new. Tech. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, so I'm a big Shure product fan. So mm-hmm. like, I have an SM57, which is like a solid mic. It's my go-to <laughs> and uh, I really appreciated his setup where he had like the clamp, he had the perfect, you know, position of the mic. So yes, I do notice stuff like that and I fully appreciate it. Like even right now, I could tell you have a great setup, Eric. I was just about to say, I hope that my setup passes your, uh, your test <laughs> or, uh, it's, it's up to par. It, it is. You Same. have, the, you have the screen that helps yeah. with the pops the and pop filter. Yeah. Yep. So I fully appreciate it. Awesome. Well, as I said, maybe a little dork there. <laughs> a little, little, little dorking out on the mic front. Yes. This is probably my fourth microphone. It took me forever to find out the one that like was really good. It, mics make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's a huge yeah. You can even hear it if you go back to like my like first episode on this podcast. It was like super fuzzy. It was mm-hmm. I got like a cheap like forty dollar condenser mic off of Amazon, and it it did the trick. And then I like upgraded to like a hundred dollar like audio technica one. And then mm-hmm. I actually won this in a contest on Twitter. This is a $280, the road podcaster. I won oh, this one. Right. Yeah, I won this on a, uh, on a giveaway. It was like my first time ever winning anything in my life. And it was fitting because it, it really helped with the podcast. We, um, so road mics are fantastic. That's actually what we use for any of our video work that we do in house. So nice. you have my approval. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I feel like I should ask a few more questions, uh, just for the contractors who are listening here. Um, and this is typically kind of one of our closing, our closing thoughts. And, uh, so we'll start with Bart. So Bart, if there was a contractor out there who it's his first or second year in business, uh, and he's, you know, he's just trying to figure out what the heck he's going to do with his business. You know, what's some advice that you would give him to, steer him in the right direction towards success. God, don't, don't have as many failures, you know, learn from others. Um, there's, there's so many great stories. I mean, we've got a, a former board member that uh, I think has done a, a great job of, of building his business and has built a great reputation. Ken Goodrich of Gettle out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. But Ken tells a story that he was down to his last few dollars and came to an ACCA conference. And he you know, speaks highly of the conference, but he also talks about who he met there and how that helped him kind of regroup and reevaluate and frankly not give up on getting out of the HVAC 
business that his dad had started and he was failing. Um, anyway, those, those stories, there's a lot of them out there, but I think so many people don't understand what success looks like and they work really hard and they can change that by understanding and having a peer group. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think our mixed groups, we don't do an, enough to talk about those and kind of the circle of trust. It comes from having, you know, people that you can share numbers and know if you're really being profitable and, uh, how you're, how you're moving the, the needle for your business in the future. Yeah. Deb, what's some advice you'd give a contractor? Um, I would say when you are meeting with customers and potential customers, go through the checklist of making sure that, that the customer fully understands everything you did to look at whatever the problem is, whatever the system is, and provide very clear information that a homeowner can understand. Because at the end of the day, word of mouth referrals is always going to get you a lot farther. Mm-hmm. Than, and I'm saying this, and I'm sorry, I know that you're a digital marketing company. I get it. <laughs> but you know, when people are looking for service, they're going to ask a friend, like, hey, do you yeah. know anyone who did this, who did that? So making sure that you follow that checklist, that you're really living up to the standards. And again, I have to bring this back to mm-hmm. active membership. We really do have wonderful resources and downloads to make yeah. sure that you have access to that checklist. So everything is being followed. Um, don't cut corners. Doing a load calculation, following manual J, following manual S, it matters. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I I, I take no offense to the word of mouth thing because I, I agree that word of mouth is is the most powerful mm-hmm. um, because like they say, birds of the same feather flock together. Um, and I will say to piggyback off that is that if you get a word of mouth referral, that person's going to go look for you on Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you are showing up and making sure that your website actually loads for them. So if that is you and your website sucks and your Google search presence sucks, well, I'm here to help. Uh, you can learn more about our services on RivalDigital.com um, or you can email me directly at Eric at RivalDigital.com. Um, Deb, Bart, this was, this was awesome. Eric, I have a question. Oh, uh, Go for it. Okay, so... How many seconds should it take for your website to load? Well, I know that some people here will say at least it, no more than three seconds, but I, I like to get websites to load at least about a second and a half at Ooh. the most. Um, and this can be achieved easier than most people think mm-hmm. um, through the use of just getting a good hosting platform uh, and then utilize a, uh, a content delivery network or a CDN. Um, so, if you're a contractor out there and your website's slow and it's taken five to 10 seconds to load, I would say that maybe you need to um, possibly rethink uh, what you can do to make it faster. Cause that definitely is um, there was, there was a, an algorithm update that went out for Google in June. Uh, I, I, it was supposed to be in May, but it got pushed back to June. And then another update came out in July um, that pretty much reinforced that the, the, the core web vitals of your website, which includes load time, page experience, all that stuff is now a ranking factor uh, on Google. So, um, it's just more important than ever that your website actually loads quick and, and it's ready for people to use. 
And isn't it going to start affecting things like towards the end of August in terms of ranking if you don't make these updates? Yeah. I I mean, there's speculation all over the internet. I mean, everyone, the thing is like everyone tries to predict what they think it'll do. Um, but Google kind of, that's, that's the, the magic of Google is they, they give you indirect hints at what might happen or what might not happen, but we'll tell you that you should do this, but it might or might not help. So (laughs) you have to just kind of try to put the puzzle together. My advice for anybody is that if Google suggests that it might happen, just go ahead and do it. Um, because it, it, you know, they're never going to tell you directly, Hey, you should do this. Um, but it doesn't hurt to go ahead and just be, uh, proactive. So to answer your question, I'm not sure if it'll have a a huge, um, effect. Um, but there, you know, there's, there's puzzles to the, to the whole thing and, or pieces of the whole puzzle. And you want to just make sure that you try to get all of them done. So, um, yeah, well, um, guys, this is, this has been awesome. I don't want to keep taking up any more of your time because I know it's almost five o'clock and um, we're ready to get rolling with our afternoon. So Deb, Bart, I thank you guys so much for, uh, for joining me this afternoon. And uh, real quick before we go, what's a good way for our listeners to get in touch with you all if they want to learn more about ACA? Sure. I mean, they can always check us out on our website at acca.org and they can give us a ring if they have questions or want to join they can join obviously online but our phone number is 703-575-4477 that's our 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 main line there in in alexander virginia so just across the the river from the u.s capitol and and if people are interested in membership and you want to reach someone very quickly email membership at aca.org Awesome. Membership at ACA.org. We will leave that link in the show notes as well as ACA.org in the show notes because I know people love to just being able to click on it and go straight there. So we'll put those links in the show notes. If you're listening, go ahead and just scroll down and you'll find them there. Um, As always, thank you all for listening and thank you all for joining us as our guest today. I hope that you all have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Harry. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you in November in New Orleans. Absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, we're uh, we're already planning out the booth and everything that we're going to get put together for it. That's I fun. Can't to, I can't wait to see your swag. Yeah, we're we're working <laughs> on it. We um yeah, so our our business was formed in the middle of the pandemic. We'll keep this live because I know this is going to be a good conversation. <laughs> so our um our business was formed right in the middle of the pandemic in September of 2020. Um so we had never thought about like this type of event until now because this wasn't a thing not when we first started when we first started it was like webinars 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 and that's all we were doing um and so now we're like going to this event and it's like crap we gotta get like a table cover and some like signs and some some koozies and we gotta give away something cooler than the next person and we gotta do all these things so now we're like actually forced to look into it so yeah i'm excited too um i'm hoping if uh, some of our partners out there are listening to this podcast, that we are going to be doing some possible joint uh, giveaways or uh, things. So that might be interesting. We'll find out. Uh, we're waiting to get some more details on that. So um, 
Yeah, you'll only be able to find out if you attend the Acafall meeting from <laughs> November 1st to the 4th in New Orleans. Well, for for all the football fans, it could be kind of interesting to see how that shakes out with the, the game that, that Sunday. Yeah. Depending when you arrive, it, it could be a an interesting time to be in New Orleans. Oh, I never thought about I didn't even think about that. I'm actually getting yeah. there. I'm getting there Sunday morning, like around so, 10. That's the day so, of the game. Um, yeah. Well, it's scheduled for the afternoon, but it may get pushed because it's Tom yeah. Brady, so it may get pushed to – uh, you know, oh yeah, that, that, game. Yeah, that'll that'll probably be like a like a seven or eight o'clock game. Uh, it would right right now. I think it came over from from our team. It leads our event. Said it's showing at four or four thirty. But it's yeah, it seems like it would make sense for that one to get pushed yeah. for the. And they're playing yeah. Tampa Bay. Am I making? Yeah. yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I didn't even realize. I hadn't even thought to look at the football schedule to see if there'd be a game. Now I'm going to go. I'm gonna go look for tickets. Oh, <laughs> find and Saint, Saint fans are they're intense, so it's yeah. pretty also let's think about this. This that weekend, football, Halloween, Halloween, yeah, and ACA fall meetings in New Orleans. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and I feel like Halloween in New Orleans oh. would be a, a different experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't imagine what the costumes will be. I can't imagine either, but there's only one way to find out, and that is if you <laughs> if you go to New Orleans with us. So awesome. I, well, I already said that I think that everyone from ACA should be dressed as a Ghostbuster. And oh, yeah. instead of the Ghostbuster logo, it's the ACA logo. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that should be like a uh there should be like a like a Halloween themed day party Party. i agree maybe Uh we'll just give out candy at our booth we'll just we'll just skip the swag and just give out candy we'll give the people what they want candy and and mardi gras beads (laughs) just make sure don't forget the bears too yeah (laughs) yeah give out some beer so so beer for bart uh bazooka halloween candy gum for me really that's your go-to i i don't know I know it's so bad. I do it from it. Like it lose all of its flavor within like 30 seconds. Like, I know, which is why I buy it in bulk. <laughs> I chew until my jaw hurts, but that's beside yeah. the point. I yeah, I feel like this stuff is it's like a face workout. It is. <laughs> uh, Maybe I need to try it. That could that could <laughs> that could help with the chids. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. hilarious. Well, Guys, thank I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining Our me. pleasure. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thanks.